It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Golden Knights fall 3-2 to the Colorado Avalanche. Game number three of the preseason will go Wednesday, 7 o'clock, at home inside T-Mobile Arena against the Los Angeles Kings. And to help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And Dan, as we've talked about here throughout preseason, you're looking at individual performances. I want to start with Logan Thompson, who was starting his first game in quite a while. What would you make of Logan's game? It was fine. Gave up the two goals on ten shots, which is not a heck of a lot of rubber. You know, we often think about preseason. You want to get in the groove. You want timing. Therefore, if you're a goalie, you want to see shots. And in half a game, you only saw 12. I think you would have liked to have seen more. Uh, one of the goals was the power play goal, which, you know, for the first minute and 20 was a fairly impressive penalty kill. Knights got the puck out of the zone, but not far enough to change players. Colorado came back in, and uh, I don't want to say it was a gimme, but the group had two players without their regular sticks. It was kind of, uh, you know, five on three almost, so you don't really get too concerned about that one. Uh, the Olausen goal, he just charged right to the net. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're trying to hold your ground there, and if you're Logan Thompson, you're, you're not going to see in practice a teammate of yours charging in at you the way an opposing player will do in a game setting. I mean, he probably hasn't seen that in a long time. And, um, you know, he just couldn't hold his ground and make the save at the same time. Olausen was driving hard from the right wing. So, I, I you know, he, he was fine. Uh, I, again, I think probably the takeaway is that he's healthy mm-hmm. and he's got this one out of the way. His first real game action since March. And, um, and at that point, he had not played in a few weeks. So, um, you know, given the injury difficulty last year, he made it through. And I suspect we'll be seeing him again at some point in the preseason. And next time, is it a full game? Um, Will they do another half and half? Not sure. Maybe they give him a couple of periods. Today he went, you know, half the game. He went 30 minutes and 38 seconds and faced 12 shots, gave up two goals. Pateri went 28 minutes and change, faced 11 shots and gave up one goal. Yeah, and so we, you know, I, Yuri Patera, I thought it was a better performance for him tonight, obviously, than the one last night, even though there's some some bad luck in, in San Jose. But th- let's talk about Lucas Cormier, because this is a, a, a defenseman, a young defenseman that's got a lot of offensive upside, and you saw it, a goal and an assist. Uh, really important just in terms of, of generating the, the little offense, but uh, the offense that the Golden Knights did have in this game. Yeah, he's got those offensive instincts no doubt about it is he as sure-handed as you'd like him to be you know he's not a big guy you know he's going to have to be a real wizard in handling the puck to be successful at the next level you know he's got good speed he's got the instincts you know a couple of times you're wondering you know is he going to have good control of the puck i always think about david perron when he had the puck it was almost impossible mm-hmm. for him to mishandle it or have one strip it and i'm not sure that cormier is you know as sure-handed as you would like him to be obviously nobody's david perron i'm not saying he's trying to be that but just you that's the the area in which you probably want to see a little bit more as a defenseman who is already leaning toward his offensive instincts and you know he's not the biggest guy either so yeah you like to see a couple of points and in a game where you gave up three goals you know it's not to say that he was you know on the wrong side of 
of those necessarily. Uh, so yeah, I, I think he was. I think he was fine. He played almost 23 minutes today, mm-hmm. and um, I think Ben Hutton was the leader over 25 minutes. Inflated numbers because of White Cloud's injury. Zach only played uh, three minutes and change. So you get an extra look for Cormier, get some power play time for him as well. I think that um, as you think about who gets called up from Henderson, should someone be needed, Cormier comes to mind as an option, depending upon which player might not be available among the regular six. And that's a that's a great point because when you look at the Golden Knights just in terms of their depth, they've got options whichever type of defenseman you you lose. If you, if you need somebody a bit more offensive, Lucas Cormier could fit that bill. If you need somebody a little bit steadier to, to a degree, you've got a Braden Pahal or a Caden Korzak, and that just speaks to the depth of the organization. Indeed. And we asked Nicholas Waugh on the pregame show who has caught his eye among those younger players who've not really established themselves yet in the National Hockey League. And uh, Nick, loving his French born players, the French Canadians, of course. He mentioned Patrick Gay, but he also mentioned Caden Korzak. And though Caden did play 10 NHL games last year, um, Nick mentioned him specifically. And, you know, as, as we've talked about here, it's the same group, and not just the six guys who you would expect Martinez, Petrangelo, McNabb, along with Theodore, Haig, along with White Cloud. Mm-hmm. Hutton's the seventh guy. And then after that, I mean, we're, we're talking about the same group as last year, whether it's Bahal, Korzak, Cormier, uh, you know, there, there's, there aren't any unknowns. It's just a matter of how quick will players reach the potential, their NHL readiness, as conditions may warrant. All right. Any uh, final thoughts on this game, Dan, before we turn our attention to Wednesday night and the first game back in T-Mobile Arena since Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final? Yeah, that'll be something. <laughs> that'll be something. It'll be kind of strange because it's, you know, I think we've all been, you know, since June 13th, you start to think about the following year and you envision the banner raising and all the hoopla that goes with defending a title. And you kind of forget that there are preseason games in that building. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it'll it'll be, you know, kind of odd, kind of wistful to walk back into the broadcast booth at T-Mobile Arena. Um, you know, I've been in the building since they won, but I'm not in the broadcast booth. Mm. Haven't been up there since they won, so that'll be interesting. Uh, you know, I hope they didn't change the locks or you know, move anything <laughs> around. Hope my little lamp is still there and things like that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that's something to look forward to and also looking forward to what the lineup might bring. Not only is it the third preseason game, it's a home game. So you figure the veterans are more likely to play in the home preseason games. Knights uh, have seven, as Gary mentioned. Four of the seven are at home, and it's the next four in a row. Mm -hmm. The last preseason game is the one on the road in Los Angeles. So uh, it's the Kings at T-Mobile Arena on Wednesday. Looking forward to that and uh, getting a sense of, um, you know, which veterans will be in there and um, what the questions will be for that group uh, come Wednesday night. All right, great stuff as always, Dan. Have a safe flight back, and we'll chat on Wednesday. Sounds good. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 3-2
lost to the Colorado Avalanche, the Vegas Golden Knights, 0-2 so far in the preseason, but they have a chance to remedy that on Wednesday at 7 o'clock against the Los Angeles Kings. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 3-2 to the Colorado Avalanche. Game number two of the preseason for Vegas. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. As we talk about it all the time, In the preseason, the only thing you're really hoping for is health, and unfortunately for the Golden Knights, they lost Zach Whitecloud early on in this game. He took a hit up high from Curtis McDermott, and I I don't know that there was anything there. It's probably more precautionary. Hopefully it's more precautionary than anything else, but you know, the hope is that uh, it's not too serious for Zach Whitecloud, an upper body injury he left in the first period of this game. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and it was... A different start for the Golden Knights uh, as they played with much more pace to start the game. It led to a power play, and Sheldon Rempel ripped a shot home to open the scoring. This time he sets up Hague. His drive blocked. Puck stays in the zone. Rempel shoots. He scores! Sheldon Rempel, power play goal. The Knights take a 1-0 lead with 5.41 to go first period. Sheldon Rempel from Lucas Cormier and Nick Haig. 14-19 of the first period makes it 1-0 Vegas, a power play goal. However, the Avs would get their look on the power play, and Ryan Johansson would even the score with a power play goal of his own. Still has a shorter stick. Now they score! Joanne from the right side sending up Johansson. It is a tie game with the power play clock down to 20 seconds. It's a 1-1 tie. Ryan Johansson from Jonathan Drouin and Bowen Byram, 17-37 of the first period, ties the game at one again, a power play goal for the Avalanche, who would take the lead 90 seconds later as Logan O'Connor won a battle on the boards and fed Oscar Olausen for a pretty play. Olausen finds a loose puck, right to the goal, he scores! Crashing in with reckless abandon, forced it right underneath Logan Thompson. Goal ends up off its picks as Oscar Olausen like a wrecking ball to the net. Puts Colorado in the lead, 2-1. Oscar Olausen from Ben Myers and Logan O'Connor, 19-10 of the first period, makes it 2-1 Colorado. We'd head to the second period. It's 2-1 Colorado, and the Golden Knights kind of sputtered a bit offensively. Logan Thompson was relieved about halfway through the game. Yuri Patera comes in and makes a big-time stop on Oscar Olausen. Byram straight on. Over to the left. Druan back for Byram. The lefty to the right for a shot. Saved by Patera. Olausen got the shot off. Went off the tip of his glove. Juggled it just momentarily. And then secured the puck for the whistle. So that save from Yuri Patera keeps it a one-goal game going into the third period. And after what felt like an eternity of inaction, the Avalanche added to their lead as Curtis McDermott scored a tip-in goal. Puck ends up in the trapezoid. Patera was indecisive as to whether he would play the puck, and it led to McDermott taking Nicholas Haig hard to the end board. Centering pass, they score! Curtis McDermott right back to the crease after the hit on Haig, and he drives the puck underneath Patera 
to provide Colorado a two-goal advantage. 3-1 Avalanche. Curtis McDermott from Peter Holland and Matt Steinberg, 9 minutes, 22 seconds into the third period, made it 3-1 to one Colorado, and Vegas answered 30 seconds later as Mason Morelli found Lucas Cormier for the goal. Centering pass and a shot, and from the right wing side, Lucas Cormier scores on a quick stick shot. Vegas attacking the cage. From the left wing, puck came across to the right, and defenseman Lucas Cormier gets his first preseason point this year after two helpers in last preseason. And the Knights trail 3-2. Lucas Cormier from Mason Morelli and Ben Hemmerling, 9 minutes 51 seconds into the third period, made it 3-2 Colorado. And the Golden Knights would continue to press a bit there for offense. They had a couple of good looks late. They were able to pull Yuri Patera for the extra attacker. But unfortunately, they came up just one goal short as all that was left in this one was the final call. Five seconds left. Knights back in. Two, one from the left side. Puck is lost on a Carrier wraparound try. Too late. The game is over. And the final score, Colorado 3, Vegas 2. There it is, 3-2 to two the final. The Golden Knights drop game number two of the preseason. 3-2 to two to the Colorado Avalanche. Vegas now 0-2 so far through two games in the preseason. They have four straight, though, at home, and I think that's going to be kind of a big thing for the Golden Knights. You're going to expect a more veteran-heavy lineup to, to take the ice on Wednesday against Los Angeles from T-Mobile Arena. You've got... Four straight at home. I think that you've got a, an ability to kind of tune things up if you're the Golden Knights heading into the regular season. But, you know, the first two games, back-to-back -back situation, both on the road. Uh, tough go for the Golden Knights, and the results do not go their way. However, I want to open things up right now. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. We're going to answer your calls on the other side of the break. It's the... VGK Post Game Show, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It, it, it's tough, right? You're flying whatever it was, almost three hours a day of a game and get off the plane and, and try to get into the game right away. You got guys in the other team that are young trying to forge, establish four checks so it was a little tough on our D early but we've tried to talk about rimming pucks out so that you're not holding on to it any longer than you have to and then battling on the boards and I think if we could have got to that a little sooner we could have avoided some hits uh, lost White Cloud in a, you know, a little bit because of that but at the end of the day you got to be ready to go that's the schedule uh, we got through it better than we certainly did in San Jose um, San Jose, we found our game in the second period and really got skating. Tonight, there just wasn't a lot of room out there. Is it good to see Logan get his first half of a game in? Yeah, he needs to play. It's that simple. I mean, goalies, it's, it's training camp for them, too. They've got to traffic around the net, rebound control, little tips and screens. Like, you don't get a lot of that when you're working in the, in the offseason. So that's why they need to play. That's why you see some, you know, goals that might go through holes during for, for any goalie, for that matter, uh, during the preseason that might not otherwise. Because just like players, they got to get used to things happening in a hurry. And I think it was a good half a game for him, and and hopefully it'll keep getting better every time in. Any individuals grab your attention? You talk about this being an evaluation process. Well, I think Rempel, uh, even though he scored, he's he's been good since day one of camp. You know, he came up last year. 
we weren't playing our best hockey. Didn't have a, a great outing, and I think he's trying to, you know, correct that and make a better impression this time. And he certainly has. He's working hard on pucks. He's winning battles. Uh, Cormier played a lot of minutes tonight. A young guy, uh, and not not just because he scored late. I thought he was trying hard to break pucks out with his feet, uh, try to get into the next layer. So those are probably a couple guys that you know that weren't with us last year that um, I think are pushing hard to to make a good impression and um, and they did anything you can share on Zach no he left I don't know tomorrow we'll uh, we have an off day so he's going to get treatment at home or, or a better look at it pictures whatever he has to get and uh, we should have an update uh, certainly by Wednesday morning if no one's around tomorrow We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Make your next group outing one to remember with a trip to the Fortress. Groups of 10 or more save up to 40% off single game prices and a few event suites are still available for this season. It's the AAA Insurance postgame show, the Vegas Golden Knights. Fall 3-2 to two to the Colorado Avalanche, preseason game number two in the books for Vegas, uh, you know, it's an interesting one. You just heard there from Bruce Cassidy, right? Like, there's certain plays. the The update on Zach Whitecloud, that's one that that's a little interesting. I, I'm hopeful again that it's it's not going to be anything serious for for Zach, mainly because I I want to see a healthy Golden Knights hockey team going into the regular season. We talk about that throughout the entirety of preseason. You want to find ways to get out of the preseason without any injuries. And I think that, you know, hopefully we have some information on Zach Whitecloud uh, by Wednesday morning at that uh, at the earliest, and, and that's kind of where we're at right now. But Lucas Cormier, certainly a, a standout, I think, in this game, used his feet, as Bruce Cassie said, to try to break pucks out. And uh, Sheldon Rempel scores a goal. I, he, he's got a good shot. He's, he's really been doing some... Uh, some heavy lifting throughout camp, so uh, good to see him get rewarded in this game. As we mentioned, or open up the phones right now, 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, hopes and prayers out to Zach tonight, and we'll see maybe Wednesday, because tomorrow is, I, I guess, a dark day. It we is. Won't, uh, have any activity from from City National tomorrow. It is an off day, Mike. You have an off day. What are you going to do with your off day? <laughs> I'm not going to sit in the cold weather. I'm uh, I'm going to enjoy my house, I think, one yeah. more day. Okay, there you go. But I'm not going to just go to the rink and sit and wait for, wait for Wednesday at 11, that's for sure. But uh, we will get back together Wednesday at 11, thank goodness. And uh, which, you know, obviously we didn't learn a lot tonight. I wish we could have learned a little bit more, but we didn't. Would you have preferred to see Logan Thompson play a little bit longer tonight? Um, I would have liked to have seen maybe two periods, I guess. I, I To be honest, I, I kind of wanted to see the full 60. Like, if you're building to that, okay, I get it. Um, and I imagine that they are, but uh, I, I want to see Logan get into start and complete a game. That's, that's kind of where I'm at right now for the preseason. Yeah, we didn't get to check many boxes tonight. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. like coming out of it healthy, having Logan start and finish a game. These are boxes yet to be checked. Uh, but we'll get there, yeah. and hopefully sooner than later. Tell me more about the PTO. Uh, the, 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 that's the specific opportunity mm-hmm. that Comtois is enjoying right now, yep. the professional tryout. How long does that last? 
I mean, it, it's it's for the duration of camp, right? So Max Comtois is on a PTO right now, uh, which means he's doing all of the all, he's is effectively coming to camp and and participating in camp on a tryout now. It can last all the way until the end of training camp, at which case he can either sign a contract with the Golden Knights if they so choose to do that, or at any point in time before then, Max Comtois could sign a contract with anybody else, or he can be released from that PTO at any time. So it's not a guarantee of anything outside of Max Comtois while under this PTO is a member and an invitee of this training camp with the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, and because he did not play tonight, did that did that read into anything or not? No, no. I from from all indications, the only player that was essentially penciled in to play both nights back to back was Paul Cotter. As you said, if there's a pregame, <laughs> there's a preseason game. There's a Paul Cotter advice. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Cotter plays on Wednesday. I mean, go for go seven for seven. I don't know. We'll see. Why not? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just curious. How do other teams evaluate Comtois' efforts? Do they just send a? I mean, do they send somebody to City National? They look at film. How do they do it? Um, yeah, I, they're going to send scouts. And, and thanks, Mike, for the call. Um, there will be scouts at games every single game in the preseason because, as, as you know, you just kind of answered the question there. There are teams, there are general managers, there are, are, are higher-ups, executives that want to improve their team too. So there will be scouts at games. There will be scouts looking specifically at Max Comtois because he is on a PTO and does not have an NHL contract. And if you see something out of that player, then he's free to talk. They're, you're free to come to an agreement on a contract. So uh, there will be scouts. I, I'm not certain that, that there's going to be anything in practice. I, I don't know that you glean too much there. But certainly in game settings, there will be scouts out there p- paying attention to and scouting Max Comtois as well as every other player for the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. Um, one of the things that actually stood out to me the most in this game was uh, the penalty kill, and, and it was even the one that we actually they scored on us on. Hmm. But to have like two sticks broken, Nick Haig with the wrong stick, and they still did a fairly decent job on it. It was, I believe, that it had actually gotten cleared out in the re-ent- they, uh Colorado had to do a reentry, but like this kind of a wild sequence that everybody sold out and did, you know, whatever they could on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, kind of a calamity of errors, but they 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 recovered and and until they didn't, and, and that's kind of one of those things where puck bounces goes the wrong direction, and all of a sudden you're the Golden Knights it's in the back of the net. But I, I thought your you know your points well taken, and that the first minute and forty seconds uh, under some some duress they were able to manage. Yeah, and I mean, I I mean, I'm not a coach, obviously, but I think that that'd be something that I would look pretty hard at if I were trying to make decisions on players and where they're going to end up and what I think of them because. Obviously, yeah, they it did let Colorado score on the kill, but it 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 was a sequence. Like I'll just say that it was mm-hmm. a sequence to to listen to. I was driving while it was happening, and I need to try and see if I can pull up the video of it because it just sounded wild. Yeah, yeah, it was it was an interesting scenario for sure. Did uh, did you pull anything else out of this game? Um, I don't know. It it honestly seemed kind of like a 
a tame game. There mm-hmm. wasn't a ton going on. Yep. That's <laughs> that's correct. Yep. <laughs> All right. Fantastic stuff. Thanks for the call, Stephanie. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, tame is a word you could certainly use. I don't think the Golden Knights had uh, their best offensively, but again, as we kind of go through preseason, we'll get more veteran-heavy lineups as we go, and and the the pace and the energy uh, should pick up as we go along. We're back to wrap it up next on the VGK Post Game Show, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, the Vegas Golden Knights fall 3-2 to the Colorado Avalanche. Golden Knights next in action Wednesday, 7 o'clock against the Los Angeles Kings. Game three of the preseason, first home game of the preseason for the Golden Knights. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. So for Vegas, it started well, right? Like you, you, you have some some offensive zone time. You draw a penalty, you score on that power play. It's a one nothing lead, and then the Colorado Avalanche score a power play goal of their own and tack another one on, just about ninety seconds later to take a two one lead into the second period. There wasn't much going on in the second period. Like Logan Thompson played about ten minutes of the second period. 30 minutes in the game, Yuri Patera comes in. Patera makes a big save, but outside of that, nothing really happened in the second period. And then Colorado opens up and extends on their lead 3-1, to one, and 30 seconds later, Lucas Cormier scores a goal. So it, it, it was kind of it was a weird game in that there were large periods of inaction, inactivity, not much going on, and I just I, I feel for the Golden Knights, the intensity level goes up when they return home on Wednesday at 7 o'clock against the Los Angeles Kings. That's going to do it for me here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended Golden Knights postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 3-2 the final score. The Golden Knights fall to the Colorado Avalanche. Vegas next in action Wednesday, 7 o'clock against the Los Angeles Kings. 702-876-1340 is the number. I'll throw it out there. I I know it's tough in preseason. I get it. Believe me, I I do. But for the Golden Knights, I think that there were a couple of things you pull out of this game that you liked. Number one, the play of Lucas Cormier. I thought Cormier can utilize his feet. You know, We talked to Dan Duva off the top, right? It's about sure-handedness. It's about... The ability for Lucas Cormier to have the puck on his stick and the confidence to make a play at this level, it doesn't always come easy for 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 players. Like you know, the the comparable that Dan had was was David Perron. When when the puck was on David Perron's stick, you're not getting it back. If the puck's on Mark Stone's stick, 
you're not getting it back. And there's an elite level of of play and understanding and hockey IQ that you need in order to have that be uh, a part of your game. There's also the physical attributes too. Uh, but with Lucas Cormier, the the offensive instincts are there. They're just there, hands down, 100%. This kid thinks the game at a very high level offensively. Now, that's a good thing for the Golden Knights, not necessarily out of training camp into the regular season, but as time goes on, and I'm going to explain why. We talk about depth with this organization all the time. Last year, it was goaltending depth, right? It was going five deep with your goaltenders and still finding ways to pick up victories. Important victories down the stretch that allowed you to win the division, win the conference, and ultimately win the Stanley Cup, right? And so now you look at things from a different perspective. Okay, up front, they're pretty deep. They're really deep. On the blue line, it's another level. Like on the blue line, this team might be the deepest team in the National Hockey League. It's not even close. You've got your six, right? You've got Petrangelo and you've got Martinez. You've got McNabb and you've got Theodore. You've got White Cloud and you've got Haig. That's as good a top six as you're going to find in the National Hockey League. And then you got Ben Hutton as your seventh. You got Braden Paul as your eight. You got Caden Korzak as your nine. And now you've got Lucas Cormier kind of pushing into that spot that Daniil Miramanov was in last year as your 10. And so if you have injuries that crop up over the course of a season, based on what Cormier is showing you right now in the po- in the preseason, he could be an option if you need a more offensive-minded defenseman to fill in for a couple of games here and there. So when the Golden Knights are, are talking about being a deep organization, and, and listen, like high-end prospects are, are, are all the rage, and, and like I get it, but The fact of the matter is you've got a like-for-like comparable that you can put into different situations and it doesn't, you can, you can bring players up for need more so than you, you, you can bring them up for, for the, the want, right? And so that's one of the, one of the aspects that I think is really intriguing about this Golden Knights team is that, you know, if you lose a defenseman that's more offensively skewed, you have that covered in your cupboard. If you lose a defenseman that is more of a stay-at-home guy, more of a, a reliable player that you can put in all situations, penalty kill, whatever, you've got that stocked as well. And that's what makes the Golden Knights so fascinating this season. That's why the expectations, I believe, are sky high for this hockey club. They just won the Stanley Cup, and they brought back essentially everybody, and they're just as deep as they were last year. You can maybe make the argument that because players are taking individual steps, they're even deeper. So, you know, you look at preseason games, it's hard to pull a lot from it, but I thought Lucas Cormier was fantastic. Logan Thompson gets some game action. That's good. I'm still looking for Logan to go wall-to-wall in a game. 60-minute effort, that's what I'm looking for, and those are the things I'm going to be paying attention to on Wednesday, 7 o'clock, when the Golden Knights take on the Los Angeles Kings from T-Mobile Arena. We'll take a break and wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the Extended Post Game Show, the Golden Knights. Fall 3-2 to two to the Colorado Avalanche, preseason game number two in the books for Vegas. Lucas Cormier, probably the standout 
for me in this game, I, I thought he, he uses legs pretty well, obviously a goal and an assist. So uh, good stuff there from Lucas Cormier. I think he earns himself another game, and we'll see if that comes on Wednesday, 7 o'clock against the Los Angeles Kings. It'll be the first game for the Vegas Golden Knights inside T-Mobile Arena since June 13th, Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final. You all know it was a 9-3 victory for the Golden Knights, a 4-1 series victory over the Florida Panthers, and the first Stanley Cup in franchise history. It'll be special on Wednesday, but it's just tuning up for October 10th the banner-raising ceremony, and the season opener for the Stanley Cup champions. Thanks to Bobby Machado back here in the studio, making sure everything sounds great. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. Not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until Wednesday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights post-game show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.